Welcome to Behind the Curtain with Nick Troon, the show where we sit down with theatre practitioners and get a backstage look at the creative process. On today's episode, we sit down with some of the people behind the Armadale Drama and Musical Society's upcoming production of Brokenville. In particular, we'll be talking with Cal Hunter, the director behind the project, and Felix Ruby, a member of the cast and first-time performer with ADMS. But that's enough from me. Let's get on with the show and peep behind the curtain. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM Behind the Curtain with Nick Troon. My name's Nick, I'm your host, and today I'm sitting down with Cal Hunter and Felix Ruby. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. To start off, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves? My name's Cal. I'm a person who does a lot of (laughs) theatre. I don't know, I've been doing it for most of my life. I studied it for university, so I did a degree, I'm a Bachelor of Theatre and Performance Mm -hmm. with Honours. And yeah, since I graduated, I've just been doing show after show pretty much. You've definitely got a lot of credits, especially with ADMS. Yeah. Yeah, no. And Felix? Hi, I'm Felix. I love to act, but I haven't done a lot of it yet, but I'm excited to. This is my first production with ADMS, and I'm super excited. I just graduated, mm-hmm. and I'm going to uni soon, and nervous and excited about that, and even more so excited for Brokenville. Yeah, no, exciting. Coming to uni here at UNE, right? Yeah, yeah. What are you actually um, planning on studying? I'm studying psychology. Yay, very nice. I mean, it's like one or two right now, so at the beginning of my journey. Yeah, no, there's uh, so- something about all actors being a little bit crazy, isn't there? Absolutely. <laughs> now, you're both here today talking about ADMS's upcoming season of Brokenville. For those new to the show, what is it all about? Brokenville is a play about a group of strangers, mm-hmm. mostly teenagers, and one older woman who wake up in the aftermath of some sort of unknown disaster Mm. in a ruined house and they don't remember who they are or what their name is or how they got there and all they have to go off of each other is their first impressions. Mm. When they come into the room, they all discover a young boy who seems to be traumatised by whatever Mm. has happened before and with the help of an old woman who comes into the room, she gets them to light a fire and start you know, making up stories because Mm. his book of fairy stories has been burnt. Mm. And as they keep telling stories, they sort of learn more about who they are and sort of discover some things that they might have forgotten. And Cal, you're directing this show. How did you first come across this text? I was looking for plays to direct when I was doing my honours. COVID happened, so that didn't really happen. So I Mm -hmm. did some writing instead. But I came across a play by the playwright, Philip Ridley, called Mercury Fur. And it was a really shocking, really impactful play that had a cast of young people. And it just made me really interested in what else he'd written. And then I realised, once I dove more into his work, that he's actually written a lot of plays for young people. And this particular one, and this one comes from a collection of plays for young people, is sort of a much more wholesome take on some of the same ideas. Mm. He writes a lot of plays that are about people in difficult situations who tell stories Mm. and sort of find out more about themselves through doing so. I was going to say, because this isn't your first time directing something pointed towards younger actors. For Theatre 333, I remember you doing um, Where the Wild Things Are. Yeah. Uh, What is it that draws you toward plays that speak to those younger casts and younger texts? I think there's something about theatre in general that it's just about, you know, playing Mm. and 
that's what young people are best at doing. I think they're kind of better at it than adults can be. And I'm always drawn to stories that are, you know, imaginative and have things to do with telling stories and things like dreams and just imaginative worlds that people can create. And they tend to involve young people. And so what is it that made you want to put this show forward to ADMS? I just found this play and I fell in love with it. And it's a one act play. So I thought that it would be a good way to step into directing for the first time. Mm -hmm. And just reading it, it gave me so many ideas. Like as a director, Mm -hmm. I thought it just was really inspiring for a director and for an actor to just come up with lots of ideas and gives you lots to work with. Felix, so we'll turn to you for a second. You're in the cast of this production, and this is your first time performing with ADMS. How did you come across the society and this show in particular? I went to Taz for a while, and I've been living in Armadale for six years. And I'd heard of ADMS and been to a few productions and thought it was super cool, but was kind of too scared to join. So I was like, <laughs> oh, you know, grown-ups and proper acting, and I was a bit wary, so I just did Taz Productions. Mm-hmm. But then I got a girlfriend, and her name is Fifi, and <laughs> she is heavily into ADMS and knows mm-hmm. everyone, and she was like, dude, it's awesome. Just come join. Mm-hmm. It's, like, seriously worth it. And I was like, okay. And so I did, and it was worth it. It's amazing. And how have you found this experience? It's been awesome. It's great meeting other actors mm-hmm. and just actually acting. Like, I've been wanting to for ages, but I haven't had the opportunity because I hadn't joined ADMS. Yeah. And now I finally have, and it's awesome to do what I love. And so we're definitely going to see you in the future, right? Absolutely. (laughs) And how have you found the rehearsal process for this show so far? It's been good. Yeah, two times a week, getting through it. We're at a good point. It's really fun having younger cast members (laughs) because they can be silly and hilarious. (laughs) And it lightens it sometimes. Like, you know, if everyone's a bit tired, Mm -hmm. then someone might do something ridiculous and everyone laughs and kids are just fun to be around, you know? Now, this one's to both of you. Brokenville revels in the fact that the cast is largely made up of younger actors. From a narrative perspective, how do you think that choice adds to the show? The setting for Brokenville is a little bit strange. Mm -hmm. It's almost post-apocalyptic. You don't know where it is or when it is. It's all up in the air, but it's all about strangers who don't know each other come together. You know, there have been other stories set in sort of post-apocalyptic scenarios where people come together and it goes one way or another. Mm. I can think of Lord of the Flies as maybe an example that's Mm. sort of the opposite of this play. I think dealing with such, you know, heavy topics, but through the eyes of younger people Mm. is really what makes this such a magical play. There's almost this whole other world that's seen by kids that get sort of lost along the way in terms of growing up into adults and stuff like that. I feel like the play would be a lot darker if it was just adults. And the fact that it's primarily kids means that it's a really dark story, but it can be lightened and more lighthearted because the actors have more of a joyful vibe. You yeah, know? no. Because they're kids. And now, following on from that last question, how has working with a younger cast impacted the rehearsal process? It's been pretty fun, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's hilarious seeing what they get up to, mm-hmm. running around and laughing and things go wrong for the most funny reasons. It can also take slightly longer to get through things mm-hmm. because some of the cast members get easily distracted. And it has taken some of the cast members a little longer to understand that they have to memorize certain mm-hmm. things. But we've been getting through it pretty well. And it's been super fun. And when there's tired days or slow days or days that everyone is really kind of just, oof, like a Mm. Sunday that no one wants to be there or, you know, gets a little sluggish, the kids seem to just tear it up, you know? Even though they don't want to be there, it's still, I don't know, they just, they lighten the mood. Along with these younger actors, Cal, you've also got a series of assistant directors. How has that sort of helped the rehearsal process? 
Yeah, I'm actually really lucky to be working with three different assistant directors. So I'm mm. working with Amy Scholl, Mel Rumble and Anita Brown. So the way that that came around was I was looking for an assistant director because I really find that working with someone else to bounce off of ideas mm. and give me an extra perspective that I might not be seeing is really important. And I was trying to find somebody who would assistant direct for me and nobody's timelines quite matched up to be able to cover the whole rehearsal period. So I thought, why don't we just have all three of them and <laughs> the more the merrier. And honestly, I've been really glad with the decision. It's mm. been wonderful. I'm assuming in that case, then it means that your assistant directors have sort of been moving and changing as the rehearsal process goes on. How has that been for you? I think it's given the rehearsal process of a bit of a shape. So it's sort of, I don't know, gone through a few different chapters, like the mm. first few rehearsals and auditions was one assistant director. And then we had another person come in for a little while. And it just gives people a chance to sort of get used to what we're doing. Mm. And also it gives, like I said, different perspectives that they can hear from that aren't mm. just me. So then coming into the director position, this is your first time directing with ADMS in particular. How has this experience differed from your previous credits? I've done a bit of directing with university. So I've done some scenes from Wojciech and A Mouthful of Birds. And I did an adaptation of Where the Wild Things Are for the 333. In the past, I've mostly been working with university age students mm. and some people a bit older, some people a little bit younger. I think what's different mostly is just the length of this. So in the past, I've done mostly short scenes. Mm -hmm. The longest thing that I've done before was about 15 minutes long. This one, I just get to really dive much more deeply into it. Mm. I get to spend more time on it. I get to really flesh it out more. And now, Felix... You're in a unique position where you're a first-time performer in this capacity, yet you're amongst the oldest in the cast. What has that experience been like for you? It's been really interesting because I get to learn a lot and I get to teach the younger cast members some things, but they can also teach me things because mm. they have been in ADMS Productions and I have not. We'll close up there, but before we close, do you want to give a quick promo for the show? Come see Brokenville. You can get tickets at adms.org.au. Mm -hmm. You can also get them at the door, but it's better to get them online. We're performing December 1st to December 9th at the Playhouse. So we're doing six shows in the first two weeks of December and I hope to see everyone there. Spread the word to everyone. <laughs> Please. <laughs> very nice. Well, thank you for coming and speaking with me. Thank you very much. Thanks. You've been listening to Behind the Curtain with Nick Troon, recorded in Tune FM Studios at the University of New England on Anawan Country. To view the latest episodes and Tune FM's other programs, visit tunefm.net or search Tune FM on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Finally, make sure you're following Tune FM on Facebook and Instagram for the latest updates on new episodes. That's it for today's episode. My name's been Nick, and I'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.